Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the second hour of America's most listened to radio travel show. I'm Rudy Maxa, your genial radio host. Our plate is full this hour. To begin with, what would you think if you got to an airport and found a Muslim washing his feet in a lavatory or kneeling in prayer in a waiting area? Well, there's a reason that might be happening right now. And Ibrahim Hooper, the communications director of the Council of American Islamic Relations in Washington, joins me to explain in about uh, one and a half minutes. Then journalist and author Christine Negroni is an expert on why things go wrong on airplanes, but she also knows why things can go right, thanks to the design of newer planes. She's in the house with us today. And if you're fortunate enough to visit the western part of Ireland, that's the opposite side of Ireland from Dublin, where most visitors frequent, you might want to check out the islands that time forgot, the Aran Islands, where individual sweaters tell a story. We'll explain that this hour. Writer and former tour guide in that part of the world, Amanda Gray, will be here to explain. And would you pay a flat monthly fee to take unlimited flights on an airline? Well, a new startup in California thinks you might just do that. We're going to meet Wade Everly. He's the CEO of America's newest airline called, well, it was started in California. What else? It's called Surf Air. Plus, toward the end of the hour, I'll have some deals of the week. As always, first, some short items from this week's news and travel we didn't get to in the first hour. Apparently, the folks who run Alaska Airlines decided they needed to earn another $50 million in revenue. So this week, the airline announced it would raise the price of a check bag from $20 for the first three bags to 25 for the first bag and 75 for each additional one. The new fees go into effect for tickets purchased on or after October 30th. And it's raising what it charges to change a fee from $75 online or $100 through a call center to a flat fee of 125 bucks. Well, the luggage lines are in line with larger competitors, but the ticket change fee is still $75 below what most of its competitors charge. Alaska figures the increased fees will bring in an additional 50 mil a year. Shareholders like the decision, bidding up Alaska's air share price nearly 8% last Tuesday when the new charges were announced. Swiss Air is going to bribe passengers not to check luggage. Well, maybe reward is a better word than bribe. Swiss Air this week joined British Airways and KLM in allowing discounts for passengers to and from Geneva who fly with only take-on luggage. The new fare category is called Geneva Economy Light. There are no rebooking or cancellations allowed. The new rules kick in September 1st. Advanced kudos to Singapore Airlines' decision to give more room to passengers in all classes of service on its eight new Boeing 777 long uh, extended uh, uh, airlines called 777-300ARs. It's going to roll out those planes on the London-Singapore route beginning in September. Remains to be seen if this is just an answer to British Airways' decision to fly its new Airbus 380 on that same route, or if in fact Singapore's new cabin interiors will spread system-wide. Extra inch in coach, power sockets, USB ports, all in port and coach. All LCD screens for movies will be bigger, and more than a thousand viewing options, a thousand on demand. You'll be able to check email, the internet, text message and send messengers to passengers and messages to passengers in other parts of the plane. So if mom and dad are up front in first class, they can let the kids back there and coach know how the champagne is. It is Ramadan. And for that reason, you may be in an airport where you find uh, Muslims doing uh, some things that you might not normally see Muslims doing in airports or elsewhere. And to explain that, I've asked Ibrahim Hooper to join me. He's a communications director for the Council on American Islamic Relations. Uh, Mr. Hooper, thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to join us. Sure, thanks for having me. I, I understand that, uh, I, I know you are uh, concerned about um, folks who, who aren't familiar with the Muslim religion maybe getting 
you know, finding this strange behavior. And, and in fact, the TSA has also uh, alerted folks to, to some of the common practices um, in Muslim countries involving uh, that religion, the Muslim religion. Can you elaborate just a little for, for us what, what a Muslim is required to do uh, during Ramadan? Well, we, we have had a few incidents in the past where people uh, have been praying in terminals and have gotten into uh, some real uh, delicate situations. There. But basically, if anyone has seen Muslims praying, you, you, you pray from a standing position, you bend at the waist, and then you put your forehead to the ground, and you go through a number of motions. Uh, like all people of all faiths, we tend to be more observant during particular times of the year, whether it's... Christians who go to church on Christmas or Easter or, or Jews who go to synagogue on Yom Kippur or whatever, Muslims tend to be more observant during Ramadan. So you might see more people praying in a terminal. People might even be praying in their seats, where uh, reciting prayers softly to themselves in their seat. And, you know, given the unfortunate uh, current circumstances, that tends to uh, make some people nervous if they don't know what Muslims are doing. Or in a, in a restroom, uh, there's a thing called wudu, which is the ritual uh, ablutions we do before prayer, and, and that includes washing your feet. So uh, you may see somebody washing their feet in, in the restroom, that kind of thing. So just to be aware of these normal activities and not to regard them as suspicious, because unfortunately, uh, you know, we, as I say, we have had incidents in the past. The incidents of the past where, where folks not understanding these things might, to, to put the worst face possible on, I think the person saying a prayer quietly next to him that has some secret knowledge the plane's about to go down or something and uh, that kind of thing. I presume that's what you're referring to. Yeah, exactly. We've had groups of imams or Islamic religious leaders sure. uh, detained after they were praying in, uh, in a terminal. You know, we've right. had a number of cases like that. We don't want any praying going on in airline terminal. <laughs> you know, in a funny way, Ibrahim, um, the events of 9-11, as, as awful and tragic as they were, and uh, the Arab Spring and the conflicts in Iran and, 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 and in Syria and, and elsewhere in the Middle East, I mean, it really has broadened Americans' knowledge of of a religion that many weren't familiar with. I mean, there's sort of a there's sort of, this is sort of a two-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, there's good news, there's bad news, but there's also good news. Yeah, I think uh, since 9/11, knowledge about Islam has gone up, but also uh, hostility to Islam has gone up. We we see a, a, a growing number of people, unfortunately, in our society have open hostility towards the faith of Islam and Muslims. And there are unfortunately people who, if they saw Muslims praying, would uh, and they would know what it was. They wouldn't think it was anything unusual, but they would still be offended by that kind of thing. So we unfortunately have that growing Islamophobia in our society. When does Ramadan end this year? Uh, well, it ends with the 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 lunar cycle. So we think about August eighth. Okay. Uh, Ibrahim uh, Hooper, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enlightening, and I uh, appreciate your taking the time to speak with us. Thanks. Ibrahim Hooper is the Communications Director for the Council of American Islamic Relations. It's based in Washington, D.C. Uh, one final news item. We had a lot of airline news today. This is just a, one I found interesting. 
Virgin Australia, which serves Australia, obviously, has launched a frequent flyer program for, pet, for, for pets. If you fly Virgin Australia with your pet and you're a member of Virgin Australia's frequent flyer program, you get an extra 300 frequent flyer points. Finally, Fido pays for himself, at least for that flight. All right, we're going to come back in just a few moments here in Rudy Max's World after we take a commercial break. Uh, we're going to talk with Christine Negroni, who is an aviation writer and knows a lot about the design of airplanes, and this is certainly an appropriate topic given the events of the last seven, uh, seven or eight days. Don't go away. Stay with us. I'm Rudy Maxa. Nice to have you here. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of Travel Guard. Travel Guard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step -step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. America, it's time to wake up to more value. Join America's Best Value In's Free Value Club. Not only will you get 15% off your next day, a room upgrade and late checkout when available, but you'll get access to hundreds of discounts for theme parks, movies, shopping, dining, and more. Register online at americasbestvalueinn.com. With over 1,000 hotels in North America, it's time to wake up to more value. Only at America's Best Value Inn. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. We've been talking uh, the previous hour. We had Patrick Smith on and Dr. Todd Curtis talking about the uh, hard landing, to put it mildly, of that Asiana 777 in San Francisco last week right after I went off the air. Christine Negroni has been on the last... Uh, a couple times in the last month talking about, uh, well, the, our first topics were that uh, these revelations that some of the investigators of that uh, crash you know, over a decade ago that killed so many people may have been, the causes may have been covered up by uh, the FBI and Uncle Sam. Maybe it was an act of terrorism instead of a, uh, uh, an engineering problem. Christine Negroni has written a book about that. It's called Deadly Departure, Why the Experts Failed to Prevent the TWA Flight 800 Disaster and How It Could Happen Again. It was published by Harper Collins. 
uh, 13 years ago. Uh, but I asked her to come back on today to talk a little about, uh, because she, she certainly, for that book, studied the strengths and failures of the uh, systems of, of planes. And I asked her to come on and talk about that now. Christine, uh, it's such a long introduction, we don't have time to interview her. I'm terribly sorry. But, uh... <laughs> well, what more needs to be said? Right, exactly. Let's talk about airline seats and passenger survivability and, and, and that particular uh, hard landing. What did you think, well, what have you thought this week as bits and pieces of what happened has come out in the media? Well, I've written a, f a few things about, about the uh, accident of Asiana one, uh, 214, but I'd say in terms of, you know, people who travel in the general public, there's a huge lesson to be learned, and I hope it's learned this time, and that is what the flight attendant tells you to do when you get on that airplane is important. A flight attendants can save lives, and, you know, what's inside that airplane cabin is not just there willy-nilly. It's the product of years and years and years of study and much bloodshed uh, that we have the kinds of seats we have the kind of restraints we have and uh, in the cabins that are as safe as they are. Uh, I, ever since I wrote the book about TWA Flight 800, the safety on board airplanes has been a subject of great fascination to me. It's very complex, but in fact surprisingly effective. And that's the lesson, I think, from Asiana 214. The lesson is that we are the safer than we've is, ever been. The lesson is that, uh, statistically, you are very likely to survive an airplane crash. That's the first sort of myth buster of 214. People think, there's no reason I don't need to worry about my seatbelt or remaining seated in turbulence because I can't survive an airplane crash. In fact, 90, 95% of all airplane crashes are survivable. People, This is not the airplane that flies into a mountain. This is the far more common, a third of all airplane, uh, airplane accidents are runway in excursions. That's where the plane doesn't stop in time. A third. And here's a runway excursion in which all but two of the passengers were able to survive the crash. That's an example of what normally happens. It's not an exception to the rule. And that, I think, is the big lesson. People think, I'm in an airplane crash, I'm going to die. But the Those lesson are... is, no, you're not. This is an example of, of, of not only a successful accident, uh, a successful uh, survival of an accident, but in fact, what is a common accident? Uh, those are those are very heartening and, and and stunning numbers. I didn't know the percentages were that high. Just a, just a footnote, Christine, and I, I I stayed up late, so I saw this very very late on on my computer. But a third uh, passenger did pass away late yesterday uh, in hospital from that flight. Um, so we now have three dead from that flight. Um, so uh, and this let's is, go. And this is truly and this is truly a terrible thing. There's no question about no it. No question. But it's an extraordinary three out of hundreds of passengers. People. Right. right, into an airplane, have them smack their the tail of their airplane onto a seawall and then go skittering across a runway for several hundred feet in, and, you know, and burst into flames. These are all you know, fairly dramatic events. It's, it's uh, remarkable that people do survive these kinds of events, and yet they do. And that, you know, I've spent a lot of time visiting uh, seat certification centers and te crash test labs and seat manufacturing centers, and, you know, it's, it's really remarkable how much thought goes into it. You, I, you know, we, we buy our airplane ticket, we go on to our seat guru or whatever, and we take a look, you know, is it going to be, you know, if it's, is it going to be in the center, is it going to be the, the window, how much pitch do I have, will I be able to lean back? These are really the minor considerations. What's really important about a seat is three things how it attaches to the floor, how much gravity it can withstand, and how secure the seatbelt is. 
an additional thing on this airplane, and this was new even to me, and I pride myself on knowing quite a bit about airplane seats, is that in the premium class sections, and you can, they can get into a whole other controversy about that, but in the premium class sections of this airplane, there were shoulder restraints. Now, I've never been on an airplane that, in which the passenger seats had shoulder restraints, but you know, in the I premium was... class... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to, Christine. I was just going to ask you about that because I've seen a couple of articles uh, raising the question of should we all have shoulder restraints, and I didn't think anybody had them. So on this plane, there were shoulder restraints. It's, That's yes, interesting. It's, it's new. I, I remember I was interviewing one of the people who – I'm sorry, I wasn't interviewing. Forgive me. I was watching an interview of someone who was on the airplane, and he mentioned that. And I went around to you know some of the people I know, and I said, shoulder restraints? Was he mistaken? But in fact, no. The NTSB confirmed there were shoulder restraints in the, restraints in the premium sections. And he said in his um, interview on television, he said he would have turned upside down. Remember, if you saw the video, the plane actually did sort of come up on one wing, so mm -hmm. all of those passengers would have been sideways uh, mm -hmm. at one point during the impact of that uh, of the plane. They would have been sort of up on their side. In his case, he said it's what kept him into the aircraft during that time. You saw the pictures of the seats. A lot of them were, you know, in, in, in bad shape. Some of it looks like did fail at the seat attachment point, so there might have been some uh, damage to the seats that shouldn't have happened, and the uh, survival factors group is going to be looking at that. My guest is Christine Negroni. She's a journalist, author, and uh, you can find uh, her blog and, and her, I presume you've written on, about this at your blog, whose address I'm about to give. Is that right, Christine? Yes. About, you mean about seats? Yes. Yes, and especially because of the, uh, because of the American Airlines seat scandal about six months ago. I think that's what made people start thinking about airplane seats. You remember there were three no. separate flights in which oh there were three separate flights in which American airliners took off and the seats started to move. And when they went in one in one episode, oh, yes. the uh, the seats actually the three rows of seats actually fell back onto the laps of the people behind them. Yes, I, I do remember that. You're remembering you it now, right? Yes, There's right. too much oh, news my. going on. That's the problem, Rudy. Well, in in light in light of this uh, this Asiana cra crash, that is. Um, uh, that's really shocking now. I mean, to right, even think right. about that, and, my goodness. And if everyone thought, and if everyone thought at the time, oh, well, that's kind of funny, you know, and that's not funny. That is not funny. I mean, I don't want to be a killjoy, but the fact of the matter is, you have a seat that's not attached to the floor. You have a terribly unsafe, uh, terribly unsafe cabin environment. Not only will that seat not protect the people who are in it, you don't want to be hit by people who are flying across a cabin, you know, however many pounds per, say it's 600 pounds of, of, of per passengers coming across and hitting you. So, you know, this is, was not funny at all, and you, you know, I expect that American Airlines will be fined a pretty penny for, for those violations and the installation of those seats. Yeah, and if I can add one more thing, sure. I don't know how much time I have, but I've also written for the Two New minutes. York Times about... How, I'm minute. sorry, how long? Two minutes. Two minutes, okay. Well, I won't take the full two. But I did write an article for the New York Times, which got a, you know, a lot of buzz at the time, and no one has really written about it since, but it's a valid point, and that is that uh, because Americans are larger than we used to be, and mm -hmm. seats are tested for, and I'm going to throw out a number because I'm not good with numbers, but it's in the story, something to the effect of 180 pounds per passenger. The fact of the matter is that seats are not tested for the real size of Americans today, and there is some question as to whether seats are actually as safe as we think they are are considering the weight loads that are going in them. I interviewed some people, uh, some engineers who test seats who do not believe that seats will protect very heavy passengers in a crash, and not only the heavy passenger, but if the seat separates from the floor, it will not protect the people seated, or seated around those passengers. So this is the next issue, I think, for people in seat certification, what to do with the increasingly large humans that are occupying airplane seats.
I promised to give out your uh, where 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 folks could read more of your blog postings, and and let me do that now before we run out of time. Please Christine do. Negroni, N E G R O N I, Christine Negroni, just like it sounds. Dot blogspot dot com. That's the place to find uh, her blog called Flying Lessons. Um, right, and Flying Lessons. If you Google Flying Lessons, you get a couple of flight schools, and then you'll get me. Okay. Uh, last question. We just have 30 seconds left, but you talked about the next big thing. I wonder if the discussion of having lap restraints, excuse me, uh, restraints going across your chest will be a next big thing as well. Well, it, I think there'll be discussion of it, yes, but here comes the, here comes the problem with that. They want, uh, airlines want, and the FAA want people to buckle their seatbelts all the time during flight because of the tur- turbulence right. issue. And will it, will it make people less likely to stay restrained mm-hmm. in their seats? And that's mm-hmm. the balance. If people are less likely to because the shoulder restraint makes them more, more uncomfortable, then maybe it's going to be a problem. Then there's also the <sighs> cost factor, and that's, that's one considerably large uh, consideration. Well, I can tell you, if they run for passengers on the screen in front of them, uh, repeated loops of that Asiana uh, hard landing, they probably would attach that uh, chest restraint or that uh, Yeah, I think that's unlikely. I think it's (laughs) unlikely. I think it's unlikely as well. Hey, Christine, thanks for... That's your in-flight entertainment. (laughs) Chris, thank you for coming back a third time, I think, in the last six weeks or so. Thanks, Christine. Thank you for having me. Again, you can Google Flying Lessons and you will find Christine Negroni's blog, or you can type in christinenegroni.blogspot.com. Don't go away. I'm Rudy Maxa. Glad you're here. When we come back, we're going to talk about some little islands that time forgot off the coast of Ireland. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of Travel Guard. Travel Guard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Are you ready to get away this summer? Then stay at America's Best Value Inn. And you might find yourself playing in Las Vegas. Join our value club for the chance to win monthly travel prizes or the grand prize. A four-night VIP stay at the D Las Vegas, a Lexington Legacy Hotel on famous Fremont Street. Sign up at americasbestvalueinn.com and get away, stay, and play this summer. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. And this segment of the show is brought to you by TravelGuard, a leading provider of travel insurance plans. You can choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans. You don't have to buy one for the entire year. Visit TravelGuard.com. What I meant to say was it'll allow you to travel more and worry less, as they say around the TravelGuard offices. TravelGuard.com. If you go to the homepage of this radio show, RudyMaxa.com, you'll see a banner ad that's flashing across the top of the screen, a horizontal banner ad. And uh, it invites you to pick up a free copy of that Reader's Digest uh, booklet on how to travel smart and save a whole lot of money. So that's free. If you give me your email address, I guess it's an electronic book. If you 
you've probably heard of Dublin, Ireland. If you've never been to the UK or to, to uh, Scotland or Ireland and places there are parts, you probably know Dublin. It's on the eastern part of Ireland. Then there's a west coast of Ireland. There's cities you may have heard of like Galway and Donegal. My next guest worked as a guide uh, for several years there. Her name is Amanda Gary. She now lives in Argentina, though we reach her in Los Angeles, and now you're totally confused. But she happens to know about the Aran Islands, which are a group of islands just off the coast of the western part of Ireland, which, by the way, I would commend uh, as a place to go visit um, after you've done Dublin. Amanda, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thanks very much. And tell me, uh, what I... I, I, I uh, promoted your appearance by talking about the Ireland Islands as the islands that time forgot. Now, I haven't been back there in probably 10 years. You've been there more recently. You did a piece for a short piece for NowhereMag.com. Uh, are the Aran Islands still islands that time forgot? They are. They are definitely, um, they're, they've got themselves on the map, but I would say there's one island that is more known and the other two have still been forgotten. Um, there's Inishman, Inishmore, and Inishir. And Inishmore is the biggest island. More means big in Irish. Um, and that one is kind of more developed and has a bigger tourist industry, but the other two are quite the way they were and have how been does for one, hundreds of years. How does one get to those islands from the mainland of Ireland, and where would you go and what would I see? I know those are three big questions, but start with how did we get there? <laughs> so there's usually there are two options. You can take a ferry. Um, from an area called Rossaville, which is near Galway. It's about a half-hour drive from Galway. And then you can also fly. I believe Air Erin has flights, and it's, it's a quick hop over to the islands. They have their own airline, Air Erin? Yeah, they do. Oh, my goodness. How long does the ferry take? Uh, I think the ferry takes about, yeah, between 45 minutes and an hour. And the flight must take about five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. So what am I going to find on the Irish islands of Erin? Well, so you, what's really interesting about the islands is is the the geology of it. On the one side that's coaster, closer to the bay, um, facing east, is it's kind of polished limestone, and the hills, are, the hills are gradual, and there's stony fields around that don't allow too much to grow, but you will see sheep. Um, and at the very, you get to the top, it's a, it's a slow incline, and you get to the top of the cliffs, and at the at the very top of Dun, Dun Angus is a fort at the top of Inishmore, and when you get up there, it's a steep drop to the other side, looking out um, west from the Atlantic. So on the one hand, you have kind of a windswept, polished limestone, and on the other side, you have a 200-foot drop. Um you mentioned, uh, Amanda, those sheep, and for generations, those sheep provided a, uh, uh, provided wool for what the island is best known for by visitors, which are sweaters. Tell us a little about those sweaters. Yes. So the sweaters were pretty much made out of, out of necessity, both economic and physical. Um, the sweaters were created by the first sweaters were actually said to have have been made on the island by the by the Celts in the first century um, so it's a long-standing tradition but in the 1800s it became a more developed business and the sheep's wool which has a really high air content was used um, because the weather is so inclement there's a lot of rain and it's quite windy and the main business was fishing so the men needed something that would keep them warm out on the water. 
and sheep's wool has a natural oil called linoleum. So it was a, it's a really good insulator, and it allows um, the sweaters to actually absorb about a third of their weight in water before the guys felt wet. So the women would knit these sweaters, but they also added personal touches. There's dozens of different stitches. There's cable stitches and diamond stitches and honey honeycombs, and each of them means something different. So as the women learned how to knit the sweaters, they also put their personalities in it and kind of weaved messages into the sweaters themselves. So the men wore the sweaters just as much for um, for warmth as they did at, for, for good luck charms. Oftentimes the, the women wove stitches of kind of for a hopeful harvest or a safe return for the men when they went out on their on their journeys. And there was sort um, of a mor- morbid footnote to that, which is that they, the, the, the individualistic uh, stitching could some, sometimes identify a sailor if, if he went overboard and died. I mean, they, they knew who he was. I, I don't want to dwell too much on that, but that was a factor, as I recall. It is. It, it was, in fact, because each woman developed her own style, and since they spent a lot of time knitting, there, there wasn't actually that much else to do on the island. The woman took pride in their stitches, and so you would know... You could recognize each man by the patterns that were chosen by the woman who knit the sweater. Hey, Amanda, thank you for joining us and talking about the Aran Islands. I appreciate it. Check her out at NowhereMag.com. Thanks, Aaron. I'm excuse. Thank you, Amanda. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention men, if you're urinating more often or waking at night to urinate, we want to send you a free bottle of beta-prostate. Beta-prostate is our best-selling supplement made with a natural ingredient that supports healthy urine flow and more complete bladder emptying. It's also been shown to reduce waking at night from the urge to urinate. To find out how to get your free bottle, just call 800-466-5523. Since beta-prostate debuted, Our warehouse has shipped over 2 million bottles, but there are still men who have yet to discover this amazing supplement. That's why for a limited time, you can try a full 30-day supply of beta-prostate free. You only pay shipping and handling. This free beta-prostate giveaway is only available while supplies last. And once it's gone, it's gone. Just call 800-466-5523. That's 800-466-5523. Call 800-466-5523. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. 
Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. America, it's time to wake up to more value. Join America's Best Value In's Free Value Club. Not only will you get 15% off your next day, a room upgrade and late checkout when available, but you'll get access to hundreds of discounts for theme parks, movies, shopping, dining, and more. Register online at americasbestvalueinn.com. With over 1,000 hotels in North America, it's time to wake up to more value. Only at America's Best Value Inn. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show and most widely listened to show. So if you were offered the opportunity to take unlimited flights on a particular airline for a flat monthly fee, would you take them up on it? I guess there are certain considerations like where the airline flies and how many times you fly, obviously. But a new airline has just begun in California called Surf Air. Well, of course it's called Surf Air. It's in California. And the CEO is named Wade Everly, and he joins me on the line now. Wade, welcome to the show, and congratulations on getting off the ground literally and figuratively. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell us a little about Surf Air. I know you've got some turboprops. I know you started by serving uh, Los Angeles and the San Francisco, uh, out of um, Burbank Airport and the San Francisco San Jose area, out of an airport there. And then you just this week added Santa Barbara. Tell us how the deal works. I know there's a membership fee and then a monthly fee. Yeah, so it's 500 bucks to sign up and 1650 a month. But the, the way it works is a lot like the way Netflix used to work. So you, it was all you could watch DVDs, but you could hold, you know, four at your house at any given moment. Uh, we do the same thing, but instead of DVDs, it's boarding passes, right? <laughs> so you've got four reservations or four boarding passes at any given moment, and uh, you you use those as you see fit. And it's, so it's not a limit of four; it's just four at once. So fly it, you get another one, keep booking it. Uh, so that's how the sort of all you can fly works. So if you're if you live in LA and you have business in Silicon Valley or vice versa or you need to fly to your home in Santa Barbara from your place uh, in LA well that's not very do you fly from LA to Santa Barbara no or do you We do actually yeah we do we turn, yeah. turns out there's uh, an awful lot of folks moving back and forth but it's a 2 2 and a half hour drive it and can a be. 20 minute flight It can yeah. be okay so let's say you you have to do this frequently you pay 1650 a month and you can hop on board surf air as many days as you want right absolutely and i think i think this is a, an incredible uh touch that if you book two weeks ahead you can take a companion at no charge that's that seems quite extraordinary can, can you think if you get you might have too many members that you can't really promise that well so that's uh that's what we've promised to our founding members and and uh the way it works and the way that that's controlled is that, that like you said you have to book two weeks out but also you have to right. be on the plane with them and they use one of your boarding passes. So okay. if you think about that, rather than taking an extra seat sort of from the community, right? As an airline, it doesn't cost me any new money for, for you to bring a friend because uh, I'm, not, I'm not selling seats. Uh, but so, so I, 
from my perspective, who's on the plane is, is inconsequential. Except that we have this community of what we call it the same 500 people every day. And if you bring a friend, you took a seat away from the other 499. Right. So the way it works is you return that seat back to the community by basically by, by booking it two weeks out. So you, you lost some flexibility to book yourself. I see. So if you're going to take your wife on a trip with you, you're going to fly out and you're going to fly back. That's two people out, two people back. That's all four boarding passes. So for Got two it. weeks, you couldn't book anything else. So that's kind of the way it balances back out. But you could still, you as an individual, as a, as a ticket holder, could, could, could get on another plane the next day, right? Yes, you could get on one the next day. Right. Yeah, that's just for the, so that the advanced purchase is what protects you in that. How many planes do you have and how many seats are on these turboprops? So we're flying in a six-seat configuration now. Uh, the, the planes often have nine or ten overseas. Uh, we will fly be- between six and eight. We fly with six now. We're going to experiment with eight, um, use a different kind of actual seat. And so we put BMW-designed executive seats in the front of the planes now, and, uh, and we'll, we'll experiment to see you know, what, what works, what configuration works the best. But right now they've got six in them. Okay, and, and how many planes do you have? How many aircraft do you have? We've got three aircraft now, and uh, we're looking to bring on several more. We One of the interesting things we saw and didn't know we would see as we started this is uh, we're rolling this out to about 200 people or less a month between now and the end of the year, okay. and we've got 6,000 people on a wait list. Oh, my goodness. How, so, and, and we only have got a minute left, Wade. Do you hope to expand this to other cities in California or even further afield? Absolutely. So we are uh, licensed to do it in California now and hope to complete the DOT licensing to do this across the country by the end of the year. Uh, There are 53 markets in the country where this will work, and we're eager to get to all of them. Oh my God! Well, we're gonna we're gonna follow you uh, if you don't mind, Wade, because this is a pretty exciting thing. I know I know the idea is sort of point to point and short routes with a turboprop, so that you know you can get convenient to close in airports and so on. I think it's a fascinating concept, and uh, if you don't mind, we may check in with you uh, a few months down the road, and particularly if you start branching out to other cities. I'm always happy to talk to you. Wade Everly is the CEO of Surf Air, a new California-based airline that started up with uh, sort of all-you-can-fly privileges for a monthly fee of $1,650. You can find more details at surf, S-U-R-F, surfair.com. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World with some deals of the week. Don't touch that dial. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, and we're almost up to 3,000 likes on my Facebook fan page. I'm so excited. Why am I intrigued by these numbers? I don't know, because when advertisers call, I say, how many friends do you have on Facebook? How many people like your fan page? I go, I don't know. Well, we're almost to 3,000, so I think we're... 2,960 yesterday when I looked. So go on over there. It's Rudy Maxa, travel, sla- travel, slash, or travel and Leisure is my fan page. There are two other Rudy Maxas. One is my personal page that I pay very little attention to because I don't know half the people on it. The other is, uh, I don't know who that is, somebody, somebody who just started a fan page. I 
got to deal with that someday. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, let's do let's do a couple of deals of the week, Jeff. I got a whole bunch here. Well, here's one. This may have a limited applicability. Okay, uh, it certainly doesn't apply to me, unfortunately, because I'm I'm not in the market to buy or lease a new 2013 or 2014 Mercedes Benz. But if you happen to be, and I know most of our listeners are more affluent than I am, so maybe this uh, here's the deal. If you are a premier member of United Airlines Frequent Flyer Club, in other words, you're one of the elite members, you've flown over 25,000 miles a year or whatever, um, now through September 2013, if you purchase or lease a new Mercedes-Benz E or CLS class model, they'll give you 25,000 bonus miles on United and $5,000 of, uh, what do we call it, $5,000 incentives for... Uh, I guess for other stuff, if you put in a fancy radio or whatever. So there you go. You got to be a member of United, uh, a Mileage Plus Premier member, and you have to be in the market to buy a Mercedes E Class or CLS Class uh, car for this to qual- qualify for the twenty-five thousand bonus miles. That's worth about five hundred bucks. So I hope they don't build that into the cost of the car. The five thousand dollars in incentives again, probably not enough to make you want to run out and buy a Mercedes. But if you're tilting between a Mercedes and something else, maybe that five thousand dollars will make a difference. Uh, you can find out more by talking to your Mercedes uh, dealer. By the way, an E-Class car ranges from fifty-two thousand or begins at fifty-two thousand bucks up to sixty, and the uh, CLS class starts at about seventy-two thousand, goes up to seventy-four six. So there you go. Um, you can also get that Mercedes-Benz American Express Platinum card, which isn't bad. You get a $1,000 certificate each year. You charge $5,000 in purchase. It's good toward the future purchase of a lease or a, a purchase or a lease of a new Mercedes. You get 2,000 excess miles waived at lease and on leases, uh, and you get a $100 certificate at the renewal of your card account. Good toward a genuine Mercedes-Benz accessory. So there you go. Now, a little more, some more maybe down-to-earth realistic deals. This is a... Uh, a tour of Portugal called the River of Gold. Uh, Portugal is a great country, and, and this is uh, a, uh, uh, a river cruise that is, is offering two-for-one cruises, Viking River Cruises. They're offering two-for-one cruise pricing, plus you'll receive up to a two-for-one discount on round-trip airfare. This expires July 31st. The price per person for a 10-day Portugal River Tour, it's called Portugal's River of Gold, is $3,300 per person. Normally it's 6600 so it's 50% off. $3,300 per person, or a total of uh, six, a little over, about $6,700 per couple. These are for cruises, the last day of no- 29th of November, then four cruises in December. The airfare from Boston, Newark, New York, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh for these no- November and December 2013 tour dates, only $697 per person round trip. So it ain't bad. Your daily shore excursions are included. That's eight guided tours. Most of your meals, which is to say nine breakfasts, seven lunches, and seven dinners included. Port charges are included. Air taxes, fees, fuel charges are included in that uh, that airfare. Anyway, it's a pretty good deal. Check it out at vikingrivercruises.com. This is called the Portugal's River of Cruise Tour. You'll be going the last day of November 29th or three times or three, four dates in December. Um, I, I mentioned this. If you happen to live in... Uh, Honolulu, or can get there fairly easy using miles. Allegiant Air, excuse me, this is not, scratch that. Uh, This is the Allegiant Air deal. LA, it's starting LA Honolulu service, and they're offering $99 one-way fares. But you've got to book by July 14th, this weekend, for travel 
before February 13th of 2013. $99, $99 each way. There's a limited number of seats. I don't know if they're sold out or not, but if you're in L.A. or Honolulu and need to get between those two cities, check out Allegiant Air. What else we got? What else we got? What is, oh, Virgin Vacations has got a special U.K. United Kingdom beer tour. It's one week from $1,700 per person. Not bad. It's a, it's a seven-day brewery journey. You'll be escorted. It departs September 29th, and it's $1,700 per person for land only, uh, $2,800 if you want to include uh, airfare from Boston, New York, or D.C. to London. You'll get five nights accommodation, four pub lunches, and five breakfasts, brewery tours, sightseeing, services of a tour manager throughout, and, of course, you can get add-on flights from other cities in the United States. You'll spend two nights in Oxford, one each in Staffordshire, Kings Lynn. I don't know Kings Lynn. Near, oh, it's near England's east coast, and in London. You'll visit the breweries of Ringwood, Witchwood, Banks, and Burton-upon-Trent, as well as Crisp Malting, plus a trip to the National Brewery Center. I like it. I want to visit Crisp Malting. Uh, Witchwood, I produce it. I pr- presume I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's spelled W-Y-C-H, Whitechwood or Witch- Witchwood Brewery is known for its Hobgoblin Ale. So I want to go check out the Crisp Malting place and drink some Hobgoblin Mail. Um, a, uh, a craft brewer will be your genial host while you're there. You can find out more information by going to virginvacations.com and looking up the UK, UK Brewery Tour or ask any travel agent. It's over already? I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my loyal engineer who brings me, brings you my voice through the air. I want to thank all our stations and our listeners, and I want to thank Janet DeAcevedo McDonald, my executive producer. Let's do it all again next week. See you here, same station, same time. I'm Rudy Maxiv, bidding you a lovely weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.